Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I don't know what else to say. This is emotional. Okay, I know I'm always emotional, but like I never get this emotional with you guys. This is a little weird. We're both a little uncomfortable right now. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Brutally Honest. We are going to be doing a solo episode today. This is coming out a week into October, but it is being filmed in September and September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. And suicide is a major public health concern and a leading cause of death in the US. I'm gonna be talking about sharing resources to help others, the warning signs for suicide, how to know to get help, and the theme for this month for Suicide Awareness Prevention Month is creating hope through action. So hopefully I'm gonna do a little bit of that today. So guys, I've talked about this a couple of times before, that this is a very um, important topic in my life and in my immediate friends' lives, in my family's life. It has affected us all very deeply because of my experience with it. This is a very, very common um, problem in a lot of people's lives. It's very present. And I've spoken about this before in an episode, but it wasn't, you know, what the entire episode was about. This is the first time I've been like dedicating an entire video to this. I'm very open about mental health and I try to bring as much awareness to it as possible. So I figured, cause I'm releasing a video about this on my own YouTube channel. And I just thought like, it felt right to do a video about it on my podcast as well, because this is something that I wanna bring as much awareness to as possible. And I wanna share my story and hopefully help other people if they're also struggling with it. I think that it's just easier for me to talk about and I've grown so much from it and I've changed so much as a person. It really completely changed me as an entire being. It made me realize a lot of things and it made me grow a lot. It made me grow up and mature. And I think that I have a very different outlook on life than I did, um, you know, 10 months ago, which is pretty wild because 10 months ago when I was like, at the lowest point I had been in in probably my entire life. Well, definitely in my entire life. I had such a negative outlook on life. And I just thought, which is something I've learned and I take very seriously. I thought that everything that was happening to me was like personal. It was like a personal attack and negative things would continue to happen to me. But I've learned that life is happening for me and not against me. And that's something that's really helped me in the long scheme of things because I've managed to stop saying out loud, like I would always say, you know, I have the worst luck, the worst things happen to me. And I truly believe that your outlook on things, it's possible for you to manifest things into your life. And if you're always focusing on the negative, that's all you're going to see. That's all you're going to see come in. And that's what you're, you know, get putting out into the world. And I've learned that throughout the last 10 months because I was really in a place where I was in denial and angry at the world and I just never saw any of the good stuff like I never sat back and thought about like my incredible friends that were around me my family who dropped everything for me when back in January and 
that was really easy for me to overlook because I was so focused on like, you know, all the negativity that was happening in my life, which granted was very valid for me because I was very deep in my grief and that's kind of all I saw. I don't know. I think about this a lot and the way that, you know, if someone has a broken bone, everyone's going to scream and run and like try to fix it as soon as possible. But if it's internal, you know, people can't see it. And if you express it, they can't see like how serious it is. So they're not going to be so immediate to helping or trying to help, which is interesting to me because at least for me, my depression and my grief and my anxiety was so crippling and so physical that, you know, it became a thing where I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. It was very physical. I mean, like I would I was getting like sick from it. And that's like something I just don't think a lot of people talk about how like serious it is. You know, there's like it's totally valid to like take sick days off because of it, because it is so real and so present in everybody's lives. And no one talks about it because, you know, unless you're like actually sick physically, then like people don't take it as seriously as I think they should. It's also important, I think, to know how how it affects people around you. Because for me, it was very it was very intense and hard for you know my family and my immediate friends. The way that people handle it is very up and down and unpredictable because you never really know what it's like until you're going through it. And I understand that, but I think from my experience and just having people be there for me, having people not be there for me, losing people because of the situation, I've realized that, you know, the best thing you could do, in my opinion, again, everybody is different, was just someone listening, like just sitting down and listening or just existing near me at the time. Because weirdly enough for me, I had no idea that I had even ever felt that low until I was in the hospital. Like I didn't see it coming. I had no idea. And then it happened. And then after I got out of the hospital was when I started to realize, you know, oh my gosh, I actually did feel that low and I actually do have these thoughts and now I have to deal with them because now it's been brought to my attention. I just needed more help after I got out of the hospital than before I did, which is weird because, you know, if you look at it like on paper, it's like, okay, she got help. She went to the hospital. She did what she was supposed to do. She gets out. She's supposed to get better. But that's not it's not always like black and white or linear. And that's not the way things were for me. So just people existing near me and like be showing me that they appreciated my existence was very important because I was in, I was very fragile. And like my viewpoint on life as in a whole, like as a whole was very warped when I got out of the hospital because I just didn't understand really anything. Like I was very confused and conflicted and sad. And I was just very much in need of other people's validation because I didn't have enough validation within myself to be like, okay, that was a good thing. You know, it's a good thing that you got out and it was a good thing that you are here to like get better. I didn't have enough confidence within myself to say that so I just needed people to say just express to me you know that they even cared
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if you do have somebody near you that's struggling with this, you know, it doesn't need to be crazy. You know, you also like that isn't that doesn't go without saying that, you know, you don't have to fix somebody or like drop everything in your life to help them. It's always going to be up to that person to want to get help and want to get better. And sometimes you have to hit rock bottom to get to that place, which is what happened in my case. But you don't need to do the craziest stuff to help. You know, you could just simply say like, hey, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you're in my life. Like that stuff really does make a world of a difference sometimes. When I left the hospital after I'd been 5150, I had such an out-of-body experience. And I was just, my entire reality was just flipped upside down because I had grown up, um, very like you know my family's hispanic and if you know you know there's a lot of like ah you got it you're good you're good you're good you're good like you know there isn't much awareness when it comes to mental health in like a traditional hispanic family like you know i had a feeling in my chest and i knew that but it just wasn't like something we were all very aware of so when i started to really experience anxiety and depression I never really took it seriously until I was experiencing grief and then it was a whole different story and then it all kind of built up and hit me at once. So that's when I started to actually deal with my mental health. It was weird because I'd never done that before and I'd never like really prioritized myself mentally in that way. And I still wasn't. That entire year that I was dealing with my grief, I still wasn't prioritizing my mental health. I just for I I always had this tendency to cope with things in like a it's not really happening like whatever it's not a big deal it's cool it's fine and in my head it's like I'll deal with it later but later's going to eventually be your present time and you're going to hit that wall and you're going to reach the point where you're like oh now I have to deal with this it can hit you in very different ways for me it was the most drastic way it could have possibly hit me and that's when I realized, you know, prioritizing my mental health or even just acknowledging it would have made a world of a difference for me because I didn't know what was going on until I was in the hospital and I, I didn't realize how bad it was until I got out. I felt very behind and I felt very dumb. I was very hard on myself because I was like, this would have been avoided if you just communicated and used your words. I got out of the hospital and I had to acknowledge all of the feelings I was having and I had to bring because I was so out of body and I was just so like I don't even know how to describe the way I felt I just didn't feel like me at all so I had to like get myself back into my body and bring myself back to reality and teach myself how to deal with all these emotions that had just been it had just been brought to my attention that I even had these emotions. And now I had to figure out how to sort them out in my brain and 
deal with them in a healthy way and not with unhealthy coping mechanisms, which I was leaning into at the time. And to be alone and deal with them because I was so codependent on people and that's just not a realistic way to live because at the end of the day, you are going to be alone for a lot of your life because it's you. You are you. You're your own person. You're your own best friend. Like you have to have your own back. And it's scary to realize and to like deal with or to have someone that's dealing with this because you realize they don't have their own back. And like that's a scary thought to have. Even if you're going through it or someone you love is going through it, that's pretty terrifying. At the end of the day, I got out and I was like, you have to get better now. There's like no yes or no here. Like you are, you have to get better because this can't happen again. And I had to teach myself how to do that. Now let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors today at HelloFresh. A crazy packed schedule can make it easy to fall into a rut when it comes to preparing dinner, or worse, rely on takeout every day. But HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you, with fresh ingredients that arrive at your doorstep, pre-portioned and ready to cook, along with step-by-step -step visual recipe cards. Even though I've been crazy busy this fall, I can count on HelloFresh to help me make home-cooked meals without ever having to step foot in a grocery store. With their quick and easy options ready in 15 minutes or less, plus over 40 recipes to choose from each week, I'm literally never bored and constantly thinking of cool new recipes to try. Their fall flavors lineup is truly unmatched. I'm obsessed with their apple cider cake with caramel sauce and their mini pumpkin cheesecakes, and when it comes to savory options, I love their barbecue pulled pork nachos. HelloFresh lets you have it all, free time and fresh and tasty meals with vegan and protein smart options, so I can plan my cozy fall nights without any stress. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50BrutallyHonest and use code 50BrutallyHonest for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50BrutallyHonest with the code 50BrutallyHonest for 50% off plus free shipping. Come experience why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Now onto the show. So that is a lot of my own personal experience, but I want to, you know, bring awareness to some warning signs that you could look out for. If someone around you is exhibiting this, if this is something you're worried about, you can look out for these. Definitely, and this actually directly happened with me, is wanting to sleep all the time. And that was something that I really, really, really struggled with. I was sleeping for maybe 70% of the day. I was never awake. And I you know, in my head, that was my way of like avoiding my life without having to do anything drastic. Like that was my way of just not having to be conscious and like make conscious decisions. And that was something that everybody in my life was very worried about because I was sleeping so much and I would sleep pretty early and I would wake up pretty late, like I'm talking 5 p.m. late. That's something to look out for, for sure, now that we're talking about it, because that was pretty bad. I had that problem for a while. I just was very neglectful of myself and my well-being. You know, my eating patterns were terrible. I was definitely not eating enough. I was sleeping too much. I had very bad coping mechanisms at the time. And I was very negative about everything. I mean, I would speak negatively about everything. This was like the last couple months leading up to my attempt. But I don't, I don't know. I had a really bad tendency to like make jokes about things and not, so like I would say things that could have been taken seriously, but I would make jokes about it after. And then it was like, haha, like it wasn't, you know, she's kidding. I was just very neglectful of myself and I wasn't taking care of myself at all. And I was prioritizing 
everybody else in my life instead of myself. And I was that friend that kind of pulled things out of you. And I just wanted everybody to confide in me and I wanted to help everybody. And I now looking back at it, realize that that was my way of like neglecting myself because if I was so busy dealing with everybody else and like helping everybody else, then I wouldn't have to deal with my own issues and I wouldn't have to help myself. So that was like kind of my easy way out. All of those things were very, looking back at it now, clear signs of how bad I was getting. And I guess I just never really, I mean, I never really took it seriously until I had to, until I ran straight into the wall and I had to take it seriously. I wanna talk about suicide versus suicidal because in my experience as well as like, I've done research on this, I've seen this a lot. Like people have spoken about this and I wanted to touch on it is when someone has committed suicide, it's interesting to see how many people are empathetic, they're there, they're present, they're showing up, they're speaking about it and expressing their feelings about it um, versus when someone is suicidal, it's it's scary and unfamiliar and it makes people run, you know? People don't wanna be a part of it. It makes them uncomfortable because they're not familiar with it. That's interesting because you know, this month is about prevention, suicide prevention awareness month, you know? So it's not about putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Like you have to get to the root of it and try to prevent it instead of showing up once it's already happened. Again, hey, I'm not like sitting here being like, if you don't do this, this and that, you suck. I'm just trying to have an open conversation about it because this is a very present issue and people don't talk about it. I understand how uncomfortable it is and how unfamiliar it is. You know, it's scary. It is a very scary topic and it scared the shit out of most of the people in my life when it happened. I get it, I do. But that's also why I wanna talk about it because as someone that's experienced it, I feel like I know now a couple of things that I didn't before and I wanna share it because there's so many things that people just don't talk about when it comes to this. And I think it would be helpful if people did. So that's why I'm pretty open about it now because, you know, that shit sucked. <laughs> like, it really sucked. And there was a lot of things that I wish I could go back and change and, like, be vocal about, be open about. Because I think it would have helped a lot of people in my life. And it would have helped me a lot. So that's why I'm... Again, I'm not shaming anybody. I'm just trying to give some advice and some pointers because if this is something you are struggling with, this might help you out a little bit. I don't know. I had a hard time when I got out of the hospital. It was really tough because I had a lot of things change in my life. Everything changed in my life. The people that were around me changed. You know, my mom moved in with me because I needed her, obviously. Um, my work life changed, everything changed. And that's scary. I've spoken on this podcast so many times about how much I don't like change. And, you know, I went into the hospital one way and left and everything in my life had changed. And that was really hard and it sucked, but it made me grow a lot. It made me grow up and it made me mature. And now I'm just happy I'm able to talk about it with you guys and hopefully help somebody. Again, this is all personal experience, you know, take it or leave it. This is just what I've been through. Now that I'm at a point, I'm at a point in my life where I have friends that, you know, they don't like actively like push me to talk about everything that had happened. But once I do, they just sit back and they listen and it helps. And it's really 
means a lot to me because man, I had some experiences when I got out of the hospital. I had I had people, you know, making fun of my attempts. I had people doing some pretty wild things that I obviously didn't see coming when I went into the hospital and it sucked. And I guess I just urge people to be very empathetic and not to hold people's mental health against them because that I think that's like very crazy to me that people even do that um and it's so it's so common it's really common and kind of scary because people think it's like I don't know I don't think people realize how serious things can get and like it's real life it's not a joke or anything it's not something to make poke fun at and just encourage people to be empathetic and sympathetic towards everybody around them spread kindness because there's really no reason not to at all there's no reason to be mean or to hold things against people and like especially if it's something that they struggle with that they can't control like their mental health I don't know just be kind to everybody because there's really like that's really all you can do that is what life is all about is loving people and receiving love so now let's take a minute to hear from Newly. Fall is here and I'm excited to put together some amazing outfits with the help of Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Renting from Newly lets me bring super cute fall pieces into my wardrobe like tailored blazers, chunky knits, and formal dresses without dropping serious cash. For just $98 a month, you can get outfits for every occasion and choose from six styles each month based on the event and get free access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. From party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly has labels like Free People, Selkie, Farm Rio, Anthropology, Aloki, Madewell, and Agoldi, and inclusive sizing up to five times as well as petite plus maternity. With fast free shipping and returns, as well as their professional cleaning in their state-of-the-art laundry facility, Newly has thought of it all. And you always have the option to buy something if you really love it, sometimes up to 70% off. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Newly gives you everything you need to get inspired, get creative, and explore your style without making commitments. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRUTALLYHONEST20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BRUTALLYHONEST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. Newly with two U's with the code BRUTALLYHONEST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Sorry guys, I have my phone out because I did make some bulletin points because I need to collect my thoughts. And when I talk about this, I get very flustered. Like, very flustered. I'm not entirely... I don't know, guys. I'm doing my best. But I want to talk about a couple of things you could do if you are struggling with suicidal ideations or if you know somebody or think that somebody around you is struggling. So a couple of things you could do. First of all, you could talk about your feelings, which, guys, trust me, I get it. It's so difficult. I mean, I'm stuttering right now talking about my feelings. I, I get it. It's hard, but it is very crazy and overlooked how powerful the word help is. It'll work. It'll work. And someone will help you if you ask for it. And I learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way. But I have so many people in my life that love me and would love to be there for me and hear me talk and help me. So just reach out. I promise you someone in your life loves you and wants to help you. Also, if you have somebody that you think is struggling and you don't know how to handle it, you ask for help and someone else will help you help them. Call a suicide hotline, which I did multiple times. I did this multiple times and 
did this after my attempt. Um, and you know what? It helped me a lot. So I know you hear it all the time. Call a hotline. I feel like people don't take this very seriously, but it's there. It's a resource for a reason and it is there for you. And I used it. You can call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 for 24-7 support. Or if you don't want to call someone and you just want to text someone and be connected to a counselor, you can text HOME to 741-741. I think one of my last tips for you guys is to reach out to a doctor. I know therapy can be pretty scary, but it has helped me a lot. And it has helped so many people in my life so much to talk to somebody and get advice and get help. I mean, it's communication is key, guys. That is real. Sometimes it's hard to talk to your immediate people, like the closest people in your life. So talking to a therapist can be very helpful. Again, if you are struggling, you can call 988 or if you don't want to talk to someone, you can text 741-741 to get connected to a counselor. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you for hearing me out if you stayed the whole time. I hope this helped anybody that needs help and thank you guys because honestly, I am so grateful to even be able to talk about this with you guys and I don't, I just, it makes me very emotional, but you know, 10 months ago, I didn't really think that I would even be here and be able to talk to you guys about this. So I'm just very grateful and honored to be able to share my story with you guys, give advice to you guys and, you know, have you guys listen to me. It means the world to me. So thank you. And, uh, you know, my DMs are open. My comments are open. You're always, always welcome to reach out to me. And if you want to watch video format of this podcast, you can subscribe to Past Your Bedtime's YouTube channel, or you can listen to this on all streaming platforms. I know it's October, but even though the month is over, I think it's very important to continue to talk about this, which is why I'm always talking about it. And remember that this month's theme was creating hope through action. So if you see something or if you feel something, take action. All right. I love you guys so much and I will see you next week. Bye.